Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Dave Leventhal, editor-in-chief of rawstory.com on the Trocare College WBEN Liveline this morning. Hey, Dave, good morning. Iowa now in the rearview mirror, and it was a big night for Donald Trump. Just how big was it? Uh, it was it was exactly what he wanted. He wanted to be above 50%. He wanted to get a majority of the votes in Iowa. And wherever you went in Iowa, whether it was rural counties, suburban counties, urban areas like Des Moines, college campuses, Donald Trump pretty much swept across all of the 99 counties of Iowa, and, and it was pretty hands down. So Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, they are staying in the race, but they're, they're doing so in, you know, in even more weakened fashion, uh, really, than, than they would have been otherwise, which is uh, in a pretty terrible position going in to New Hampshire. They just don't have a lot going for them. And it's very difficult, Susan, to see at this point, uh, barring something absolutely monumental or catastrophic for Donald Trump not to run away with this uh, Republican effort in, in election. Could, uh, was there any surprise at, you, you know, Ron DeSantis, his name just kind of like fell out, right? Was there a surprise at, uh, I mean, would you call it a strong showing? I don't know if you could because you had like one person far and away uh, winning over uh, DeSantis and Haley, but it seemed like the talk was, all right, Haley maybe inching up closer to Trump and leaving DeSantis behind. Not really. I mean, he got one in five votes and, and Haley a little bit less than that. So she was around 19 percent, he around 21. And and it, it was enough to keep them in the race. I, I think it was entirely plausible that DeSantis, had he finished third, had he been in the teens, that we would be looking today at one less candidate in the race, even beyond Vivek Ramaswamy, who, who did drop out last night and endorse Donald Trump, uh, a local tie-in for him, and that's Stefan Mihailu, Buffalo area politician, uh, had been working for his campaign. So, you know, all in all, Donald Trump, especially with Ramaswamy endorsing him, is going into New Hampshire with uh, that much more tailwind. And, and really what it comes down to is that Nikki Haley, if she's going to have any chance whatsoever of staying competitive in this race, is almost certainly going to have to beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire. Now, she's been surging there. If you look at the polls and believe what they say, she is definitely on the upswing and Trump is on the downswing. But polls, as we've talked about many times, are a snapshot in time. And when Donald Trump has a definitive win like he did in Iowa, that may tamp down enthusiasm in New Hampshire for a Nikki Haley or a Ron DeSantis and uh, in, in bolster Donald Trump. We'll, we'll see over the next week exactly how the candidates are, are going to respond to that, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump most notably. What did caucus goers say were the biggest issues last night 
in voting for Trump? Well, when it comes to issues, it was the economy was very much up there. Immigration, very much up there as well, to a lesser extent, abortion or international uh, related issues. But really, you know, the issue for so many is just simply Donald Trump. They want to support him. They want to see him be the president again. There's a cult of personality element to this all. And also, too, I mean, he's the de facto incumbent in the sense that He was president of the United States for four years. So even though he is not in the White House right now, it's it's about, you know, the the second closest thing to it. Uh, And he's trying to pull the old Grover Cleveland here of winning the presidency and then not serving for four years and then winning again. So we're we're dealing with a, you know, a pretty unprecedented thing in political history, at least in modern political history. And Donald Trump is making a pretty compelling case for himself along the way. Well, you have Iowa in the books, now moving on to New Hampshire. Is is there anything to suggest that what we saw uh, last night won't repeat itself in a week? New Hampshire's a totally different animal. So, so the, first of all, there's that, and it's notoriously unpredictable. And also, too, the rules are different. In New Hampshire, this is not just going to be Republicans voting for the Republican candidates. You can be an independent, and you can vote. You can be a Democrat and actually switch your allegiance and then switch back So Nikki Haley has a shot of gobbling up some of that action and have it benefit her when the vote takes place next week. Is that going to be enough to propel her forward? Remains to be seen. Is is something she's trying for? Absolutely. But uh, it's it's kind of a screwy system, uh, at least relative to, to what people are used to in in Iowa, and a lot of Republicans don't like the fact that uh, that the rules work that way. Uh, but Donald Trump still at this point, uh, he's going to have to keep falling in a major way, and Haley's going to have to keep surging in order for those poll lines to cross and Haley pull out a victory. I should note that Ron DeSantis is pretty much nowhere in New Hampshire and never really has been uh, for, for months now. So don't expect that he's going to finish uh, anywhere above third in, in this going into the next caucuses and primaries, which include Nevada, where Donald Trump is a country mile ahead, and South Carolina, which is Nikki Haley's home state, uh, where she would almost certainly have to propel herself to a victory there, too, to remain competitive. How long do you see this being a, th- a three-person race as it is this morning for this GOP nomination? I mean, I'm thinking Super Tuesday may not even matter, right? It, it may not matter, and uh, and, and that's uh, still, you know, about five, six weeks, well, six weeks away. And so that's a long time between now and then. And there also is the practical political consideration, Susan, of money. It, it's possible the candidates could just run out, and they can't run their staff, they can't run their campaign, they can't travel if their donors aren't constantly shoveling coal and into their engines. So it, yeah, that's a that's a real thing here too, and we don't exactly know to a dollar how much Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis have in their coffers right now. We'll know those numbers at the end of the month, but. Donald Trump is sitting pretty. We definitely know that. He's basically got unlimited resources. And, you know, it's expensive to run a political campaign, especially a presidential campaign, where you're more or less competing in 50 different states all across the country over the span of several months. So that is an issue. And and then just the other political reality is if you just keep putting L's up on the board, well, you can't win a championship. So if you string three or four of those together in the early states for Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, the question is, well, what, what's going to be different on Super Tuesday? Well, the answer is probably going to be nothing is going to be different, except you're going to lose some more, especially given the states that are in play on Super Tuesday, many of which favor Donald Trump. 
and, and, and are likely to go for him no matter the circumstances. I guess really the only thing that it could really just shock this race is that there is a uh, monumental legal development affecting Donald Trump that affects the race in an unexpected and profound way. Uh, or Donald Trump has a health issue. Uh, so he, he's, uh, you know, he's in his late 70s. And he, do you think that the political operatives think about the, this calculus? Well, they absolutely do. So if you're out of the race and it's hard to get back in and there, there may be these crazy uh, kind of far-flung calculations taking place, but they do take place. Well, Dave, it'll be interesting and a uh, lot to talk about when we uh, talk again next week. Dave Leventhal, Editor-in-Chief of Raw Story. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 